This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, boy. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. What up, what hey, up, what up, black hey, people? Hey, we are here. Yes, we what are up, what up? in the place to be. Yes, what up to all the not black people as well, because I realize that might be exclusionary. So um, what up to all y'all? What up to all the people? What up to the people? Of all the colors. Of all what the up? colors. We here. Word. We are, what is this, season three, episode four? Yes, we are. Of the All Love No Fear podcast. That um, is all correct information. Yes, I think this is officially, in terms of recorded episodes, this is episode six. Uh, my adding is bad. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, so we did fifty six. Fifty six. Okay. So I was trying to remember if it was fifty six or sixty. I was trying to do my additions and it wasn't working. Um, thank you. This is episode fifty six of our total like number of podcasts recorded, which is insane. I never yes. even thought that we would be making fifty six episodes. Fifty six episodes yes. of anything that anybody yes. wanted to listen to, but that people is, keep listening. Is, so yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening and entertaining us and um we being entertained y'all by us. We appreciate y'all. Uh quick shout outs to all the people who listen on Apple Music. Who on, are we? I don't know. Hi, I'm KB and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What are you asking me? <laughs> who are we? I'm KB and to my left <laughs> is my wonderful, astute and on it co host. <laughs> Better poetic. That is my we always forget to shout out the people. So I was like, let yes. me just do it while it's on my which, mind. But we is, forgot to introduce ourselves. Which is insane because 56 episodes. <laughs> you just said that. Right. Yes, like yes, we should get it together. Yeah, yet somehow. We Here we are. Flopping. Every time. Not doing a great job. So yes. Shout out to the people who are listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on our website, on Podbean, on Himalayas, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen Thank you so much for joining we us. Appreciate it greatly. Word. Shout out to everybody who's at home, um, still working from home. Shout out to the people who are commuting to work. Word. The ones who are at the office listening. Word. At the gym. Word. At well, not church. You should be paying attention to what's happening there. Yes. Um, wherever you're at, um, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, so we're trying not to have this be a two hour podcast again, because here's the thing. We never start with the intention of having a two hour podcast. No. That's never how it starts. We just be talking. We just be talking. And you know, this is what we end up with, but I am aiming for a not two hour podcast today. Yeah. Apparently our podcast be on the long side because other podcasts, they're like 30 minutes and we're done. I'm like, oh. I'm like, but y'all ain't even talked about nothing. <laughs> 30 minutes <laughs> like 30 and minutes. we're done. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. like, <laughs> I'm like oh. we, you know, maybe we're long-winded, but I just cannot fathom what a 30-minute podcast... I'm used to long podcasts, though, yes. because w- what first got me into the podcast game was The Read with Kid Fury and Crystal. And that's easily an hour and a half to two hours on any given uh, episode. I haven't listened in a minute because my commute to work doesn't exist anymore. Right. So that's when I used to listen to their podcast was when I was commuting to and from work. And I could get through a podcast... 
back and forth to work in a day. So those pot and my commute was like an hour, hour and 15 minutes each way. So if I could make it from my train station to my job door and still not have finished their podcast, it's pretty long. Yeah. So in my, in my mind, when I was even thinking about wanting to do a podcast, I was like, I gotta be at least an hour and a half. Yeah. Like that's what I thought. So I'm just like, people do 30 minute podcasts. Tell me more. <laughs> that's the thing. What do they do? Do they do introductions and then <laughs> and then pack it up? It, like sometimes podcasts. <laughs> no are, shade, but I'm just I it, just want to know. It'd be very like we talk about this one topic and then go. Right. You know what I want to listen to? Like I've heard people talking about it for a while. Like those um true crime types of podcasts. I want to I want to listen to those because I do enjoy like Mark will tell you I'll sit and watch like episode London, after episode of like London, the first 1982. Listen, I love me a he cold case through the door. I love me a sweat accruing on the brow. I can't. Um, I love the first 48. He looks at him. I'll sit and watch that all day. Hands tense. Okay. You know, what was that show? The Closer with Kira Sedgwick that was out a while back. I was watching it the other day. So I love like crime related procedural type of yeah. things. So I'm like, maybe a crime podcast would be interesting for me to listen to. So I got to find a good one to listen. So if anybody knows when of any, tell me. Door, he remembers his mother. And knows he, he will never see her again. Mark, you are dragging it to the ultimate. You make it sound like this is a For My Man <laughs> or a Snapped episode, and that's not really what I'm but going to the podcast. I, how do you know? That's you, how they go. How do you know? Have you I, ever listened I, to one of those I crime have. podcasts? Okay. He remember, he's reminded of his mother as he walks through oh the door. Oh, my God. He I don't want to do it if they're doing that. Do. I don't want to do that. That doesn't thrill me. He knows this is the only way to pay for his daughter's tuition. Oh my god i don't want to do that you know i don't want to do that so if that's what they're doing i'm i i don't want that you know okay. I, I don't want that i don't want that i don't know what i want specifically but i don't i don't want that. in a world where crime is run rampant what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to understand that Mark be coming on this podcast and being a whole character, okay? Mark don't do this in regular conversations. Charles Nicoletta. Ay, ay, ay. Dios mio. All right. Are, um, are you done? I'm done. All are right. you finished? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Okay. Yeah. Praise God. All right. Praise um, God. But yeah, so shout out to people on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Himalayas, on our website. Shout out to all of y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. Awesome. Word. How you been this week? Um, I think good. You think um, good? You're not sure? But I'm alive. I'm still here. So something went right. Um, okay. I didn't kill myself or get killed. So. Okay. I didn't know we were going that grim. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I don't remember. To you don't be completely remember, honest. You didn't kill yourself or not? You don't. I you don't, don't remember, you remember a lot of what happened during the course of the week. Oh, okay. I don't remember a lot of the course of activity. I All don't you know remember. is death was not on the menu. It was not. Okay. Praise God, I'm still here. So, yes. It's a very low bar. Very low. What do you mean? It's it's, it's the highest of bars. It's, it's the highest it's, of bars. I am thanking God that I am still alive for another day. Yes, but the lowest of bar is saying, at least I didn't kill myself, is a low bar. That's well, what I'm saying. listen. People do it. Yes. Intentionally and not intentionally. Rest in peace to those who have transitioned. Yes. However, um, yeah, I'm still alive. That's that's all I've got. I don't okay. really know what to what to tell you beyond that. All right. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I'm still here.
still here I'm still here I made it through So have you I've come to the fire I've come through the flood I'm still here, kept by his love. Yes, 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 yes. That's Albertina Walker for all you heathens out there who don't know anything about <laughs> Why gospel don't music. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have to be heathens. They just don't know the song. <laughs> let me say what I said, okay? That, got their whole spirituality because they don't know that song. <laughs> I'm just trying to let the people know, okay? That they're heathens for not knowing that song. Listen, if they want to take it personally, that's their business. Take it up with Jesus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the whole spirituality. That's cool. You don't have to be a heathen. It's fine. <laughs> Up until maybe five years ago, I didn't know the song either. So, who are me to judge? These are jokes. I'm here to make jokes. I'm not. This is not serious. These are jokes. Um, but yes. For those of you who might be wondering what song that is, I did not make that up. I did not write that on the spot like Molly Music. I did, in fact, learn that song in choir several years ago. Um, it's by Albertina Walker. It's called "I'm Still Here." Song's amazing. Um, I, like I tried to imitate like her lower register ago. of voice, but you know that's not my ministry always. I feel like it was more, it was more than five years ago. It was a really long time ago. I said five to be generous, but it might have been more than that. Yeah. Um, I I know I, it was I, a long I, time ago. I understand time is weird because in your mind, you're like five years, but it's probably five years before Avery. <laughs> Which you know, I don't know. I don't know. So, like at this point, I'm trying to figure things out by what hair I had at the time. Yeah. So you that's know, how you, that's how you figure it out. Yeah, I've been looking at pictures like, when was this? Okay, so my hair was in locks. It was this long. Okay, got it. So this is when this was. Oh, my hair wasn't in locks. Okay, so this is when this was. Like, got it's, it. I, I can't remember. A lot I, of things have happened. I, I, have, I have two modes, locks, not locks. So. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've had about, what, four mm. different, maybe more than four hairstyles since you've met me. Because when yeah. you met me, I had a perm. Yeah, yeah, more than four, by the way. Yes, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I did correct myself and say, okay, maybe more than four. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't, I don't be knowing. But anyway, yeah. Albertina Walker, I'm still here. You, um, you know, you know, great me. song. You either know me pre locks, which was just goatee and Caesar. Mm-hmm. Locks, which was goatee and locks, or now, which is beer gang, beer gang, beer gang, beer gang. Okay, that's fine. So you're the only one that can come on here and cut up. What? It's what? just you. I never said you couldn't cut up. Okay, but why wouldn't I start? It's a okay. You you give me the okay. I because the you okay. come and do it every time, Mark. But I can give you the okay. <sighs> I can give you the okay. I can I can judge. You know what? You're right. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. All That's things. correct. All things. You shouldn't do all of them. Not but some, sure. but all. But you know what? Whatever. Whatever. I'm not even going to be not even gonna be upset. We're talking. We have... This is what we do. This is why the podcast be two hours because we be coming on here. We're eleven minutes in and and nothing has happened. BS it. What one week? I think we legit were at the twenty-five minute mark and hadn't started nothing. We was just just up here talking, just saying anything. And I never want to delete it because I'm always like, I feel like this is fun. Like people get to kind of understand our personalities a little bit more um, from from these types of random conversations that we have before we start the podcast. Word. OMG. Um, OMG, what do she have on? Oh, she wrapped it. All right, oh, um, right. Are you ready for <laughs> it the... It just popped in my head. Are you ready for the uh, Love It or Lose It? Yes, I'm ready for the Love It or Lose It. Introduce it, please. So, Love It or Lose It, for those of you who are here for the first time, what is that? Who said that? What is that? 
love it or lose it is our little game that we play at the top of the podcast basically we present four options um and we give you a choice of what of these four would you love hold on to it forever until jesus comes and which one would you toss into oblivion into the garbage never to be seen again just over canceled done okay um so we choose a couple of different things uh every time we do it uh last week's was comedy specials and you know we were we me and mark spent a lot of time aghast at each other at the things that we choose (laughs) um it'd be like i thought i knew you and i don't think i do um it's great for relationship building let me tell you um so yeah last week was comedy specials and this week i was thinking about because we were having a conversation and when you hear the what i chose you'll know why i was thinking about early 2000s things that we were all into or many of us were into at the time that are no longer like around but like we would absolutely like go watch if netflix put it back up okay so this is the early 2000s reality tv show edition okay i know why you said this okay i remember uh so the choices for early 2000s reality tv show love it or lose it the real world and i know the real world started in the 90s but it went on into the 2000s the real world flavor of love okay survivor and mtv's next do you know what all those shows are yeah okay i feel like there's a lot of those can get thrown out. <laughs> I think, like, if you gave me a few other ones, I would be like, okay, but you didn't, you didn't do that. I tried to give a diverse um, representation of shows and and what the content was about. If you gave me like the Diddy Show. <laughs> been good. Oh, pause. I'm 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 eliminating. <laughs> I'm eliminating next right now. Um, I forgot how I forget about Megan the Pan. So edited, <laughs> the Real World, Flavor of Love survivor and making the band yeah those are our realities i don't know how i forgot about making a band because you know i wanted a music show and i started to put american idol and then i was like and but i kind of fell off american idol after fantasia one so i know other people aren't watching it either (laughs) um okay thank you mark thank you i don't know how i missed that one okay yes so love it or lose it again repeating the real world flavor of love survivor making the band before we continue do you remember when they, like they kept trying to make all these like after making a band they kept trying to make all these shows that there was like um the white the white rapper show remember that one what white rapper show <laughs> it was a white it was like find the next best white rapper show it was it was crazy so they said okay Eminem <laughs> is the thing we're gonna try to find another one that is what happened and I remember that show and I was like this is this is insane let me do my googles on this you because don't I, show? I don't. Mark, if I had seen something like that, I absolutely would never have watched that trash. It was like, what was it, MC Search? Who was it? It was someone on there. I can't. Hold on. White Rapper. White Rapper show. show? I'm trying to find this for real because I'm like, I do not remember this. And then they tried to do a woman. Like, they, they kept trying and it was like, nah, it's not making a band. Get out of here. It really was. Ego Trips, the White Rapper show. Yeah, the white, I, I remember it. It lasted for one season and eight whole episodes. It's probably why I don't remember. So yeah. according to Wikipedia... Ego Trips, the white and the white is in parentheses, rapper show, is an American reality television series created by Ego Trip magazine that first aired on VH1. So VH1 been in the trash reality show business for a long time. (laughs) In the show, 10 white rappers compete with each other for the chance at a $100,000 grand prize. Mm -hmm. The show is based in the South Bronx with MC Search serving as the host. MC Search, that's what I thought. I have no recollection of this show. It was only on for one season, so it's plausible why I missed it. It was okay. 
I think it was. I think we were over it. I was over it when like, I think the person who got out, the two people who got out like, second and third, we were like, those are the best people. All right, we don't watch this anymore. <laughs> like I think that's what happened. Like, because there was two people who could really rap, but they just weren't weren't good at memorizing rhymes quickly. Because like you know like they have these competitions because they have to make it interesting for the TV. Mm-hmm. So they'll do something like oh write your rhyme and you gotta memorize it by by the, by the next day or in a few hours, and they didn't memorize it. But they were the best rappers in the show, <laughs> and they got eliminated. So I was like, "Oh, this is trash." <laughs> I think it was like a woman and then like a um, a guy. And I remember those two—they were the best rappers in the whole show. Uh, Misfit and that's it. I don't know. I'm reading the contestants. So apparently, someone named Shamrock spelled the S is spelled with the dollar sign. Yes, um, won that. the show. I remember him. He was, he was he was very Paul Wallish. Okay, great. I have no recollection of the show. I'm reading about the episodes while we're talking, and I'm just like, oh, this sounds like some absolute... It was fantastic. ...shenanigans, okay? I mean, the fact that they got um, Curtis Blow to come on this show is appalling. Mm-hmm. I said, Curtis Blow must not have... How, why are you on here, sir? Why? Why you let these people do it? I'm Shame on everybody who participated in the show, to be completely honest, because this, <laughs> this sounds like some hot garbage however if netflix does put it up on their streaming service i may mm-hmm. give it a go because i don't know what it is and so i would like to see Yo, what was, this show was about like john brown was very like drakeish okay I remember that. i'm mad that you remember this show in this much detail i, I have I no understanding of what this is i thought you were making things up but you said white rapper show there I'm was like, like a, a contestant said the word nigga in the middle of the show it was crazy son and he had to she had, she had to wear like the N word chain for twenty four hours. Oh, maybe that's why VH1 won't. won't. That Yo. show that show is somewhere in Viacom's vault, and they're like, "Nah, I'm Yo. never putting like, that I'm, out again." I'm telling you, not it, in this it, racial it climate. Was crazy. Not in this climate. That show better never see the light of day. It was crazy. Or they need to edit that episode they're, significantly they're, or they're something. Not, they're, they're not. They're not putting that back out anywhere. We I, just, I, I think we just let like I the, the final. How many people actually became real artists as a result of being on these shows? I, like, I don't know. The I, I answer is probably no one. No, it, because I looked it up, and now I'm seeing all these other shows that came out. So there was a, a girl version, Miss Rap Supreme. Yeah, yeah. Then apparently there was a show with Missy Elliott. Like, they, they uh, had I'm a, like, they what had are all these damn shows? They had a bunch of. Sh- I remember there was like a time when like. Everybody was like this. Like ever since making a band, it was just we gonna make a band too. We gonna get some artists. We gonna, like they were just make they were just out here just making shows like crazy. VH1 yeah. was like, we got the shows, let's go. But uh-huh. it wasn't making the band, so everybody was like, nah. Yeah, like, <laughs> making a band was different. Yeah, yeah. As you can see, what my love it is. <laughs> and those girls actually, the people on making a bit making the band actually have like bodies of work out. It and, may have just been and, one, but they have bodies of work out. All right, but um. Well, so, so you, it's not the truth. No, it is. <laughs> but, um, I ain't saying nothing wrong. But yeah. Um, so what's your? Oh, go ahead. Is definitely Survivor. I don't watch that. Uh, that was a popping show. I love I've, that show. I've never watched Survivor in my life. I'm, I'm, mi- I'm, out, I'm, out. I'm out of watch like ten minutes of one episode. I was like, this is trash. It was a great show. Yeah, I, I liked want, it. I don't want it. That's um, fine. Yeah, let's let's not lose it. Let's lose it. I have no desire to watch that show. Okay. Um, my lose it of these options here. Um, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, it was making a band. Survivor, Survivor flavor, flavor of love, love, the real world. 
thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. I think as much as I like Survivor, it would probably be me. I lose yeah, it too. I was like that. of all of these of these get, four. Get the I was going back and forth between that and the real world, but then I had to remember the real world gave me Tammy Roman. So <laughs> that's what it was. Um, yeah, <laughs> that real world was interesting. That was it. Sure was. That, and the, the problem that we have always had with the real world it was always the same black person. Yeah, everyone. Yep. Same black person in everyone. I was like, you just. Are you just trading skins of the same black person, just making them look different? Right, because <laughs> they act they all acted the same. The same black person acting the same. Yep, yep. It's like they were like, "There's a black girl type that we're looking for at this, or a black guy type that we're looking for for this show." And that's exactly and we're we gonna got. find it. That's what we get every single time. Okay, uh, that's what we're getting. That's it. Deal with it. But yeah, the real world gave us some some characters, um, some people that have stayed, that have stood the test of time. Um, and have actually turned their careers, you know, into something legitimate as a result of being on the show. Yeah, pe- pe- well, people used to go on Real World just for that reason, and they used yeah. to act out like that was their original reality show where people acted out for the purpose of clout mm-hmm. for later on. Because social media clout. wasn't there, so they would use that to kind of like propel themselves to other things. Yep, like they would use that to like, all right, and then go to parties like hey you want to come to this party you gotta pay me mm-hmm. <laughs> like they would, they would propel themselves into other things yeah that's how they uh that's how they made it work indeed i, I, I remember indeed that's why people on that show just acting out to like be recognized and everything in this is before reality show t- checks were like really big right like people were out here acting up for five hundred dollars yeah it was, it was it were, like reality checks now are, are quite quite sizable <laughs> Depending on what what a uh, franchise you're on and yeah. what network you're on, because now it's based off of how how often you're on screen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what you love it? Yeah, making a band definitely. <laughs> making a band was a fantastic show. Um, making a band was great, and and like like even outs like number one, Diddy. <laughs> His antics were hilarious. Yes, he does know how to give you um good uh <laughs> he, he was television good antics. Um, like. And don't, only, I don't, I don't, it's not even all the making the bands. It's just that that first one <laughs> with um with all, with all the characters. I think that all the other ones were were nowhere close to that one. What the one with Babs in him? Yeah, yeah. Nothing like, was close to no. that. No other one was close to what that was. Yeah, like that was such a thing that people were like, "Yo, what's happening?" Nah, it was it, they. It, they it was that just crazy. took a bunch of Brooklyn, New Orleans, and like <laughs> Yo, various parts of the country great. hood people fanta- and put them together. And I was, was like, fantastic. y'all didn't think they was gonna move furniture in here? It was. You didn't it, think so? That okay. was great. That was great TV. It was I don't great do reality TV. TV, but that was great TV. It was great TV because it, it's not even like it was the antics. Diddy was out here acting like, "Yo, walk walk across the bridge and give me a cake, cheesecake." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what's happening?" What's and they did it. I was like, "Guys, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening, guys?" I mean, I guess there but, was no Uber Eats back then, but damn. But even like outside of that, like the people were really talented too. Yes, they so were. So like people, you believed in them too. Yeah. And then like, like how he was like, "Yo, one of y'all gotta go <laughs> with the rap battles," and he was like, "Sit at the table, rap back and forth." Cause someone can't do it anymore. And then, all right, you can't go, you out. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, it was, it was, it was, it was a major. It was very entertaining to watch. It was." It was because it because it wasn't like like even if once in a while you're like oh this person might be more talented than that person but you you knew that each person had their own little talent somewhere like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying it, 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 it was it was good it was a good show it really was yes I enjoyed it excuse me 
And like it was the first, like people thought it would go well because like I understand the concept of the group. It was like we're gonna put a little bit of everything in this in this group and making it. I never understood why the the Sarah Stokes girl was in the group. To be completely honest with you, like I just felt like and the the goal was to like make a bunch of different things. I just you had Dylan, you had Babs, <laughs> you had uh, what's it? What's his name? Chopper. Um, Chopper. Ness. So, Ness, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, all of them, like, just different styles. And I, th- I think that's that's what it was. They they came to um, Hampton. What was it, Hampton? Oh, really? They came and performed? No, they just came just to the meet and greet. Oh, okay. They just came, they just did a meet and greet right in the student center. They didn't give y'all any music? They didn't give you a performance? No. They okay. came to the meet and greet. Um, yeah, I still, I, I always thought that the addition of the singer was very weird with the energy of the group, I was just like, so what's she was, supposed to, to do? Balance, it was to balance it out, I think. Like, knowing Diddy, I see where he was trying to go. It just did, it was, it's just trying to... You just say knowing th- Diddy? Yeah. Like, well, you, I don't know, know, I, I like you know that man, do you know? I don't know him at all. I was like, do you know him all this time and no one's no, still named no, it? No idea. I have no idea what that is. I'd be very upset <laughs> to know that you've known him this whole time and said nothing. I, what I'm saying is like, knowing what, what he has done. Mm-hmm. Not knowing him. Knowing what he has done. Right. Um, Because he was thinking, he was like, yo... I was like, is I, I, Sean? Because he was trying to like, I'm gonna get Faith Evans, I'm gonna get Did, I'm gonna get Biggie, I'm gonna get like, like I think that you know what I'm saying. Okay, I, I can see like he was trying to like, and like, because I don't think it was gonna be a bunch of songs with everybody on there. Okay, it was just like combine people together, but it's just their group, one group like Wu Tang, Wu Tang. Sometimes they have songs with everybody, but sometimes it's just two people on the song or one person on the song. Mm-hmm. But it's just a bunch of different people come together in a group, and then you just have a bunch of different songs mixing and matching. Right. What's going on? So you have a uh, Ness and Sarah on there. <laughs> well, then you have like a Shopper and Dylan. Like it was, it, like it was. Just, I, I understand what you're trying to go. It just didn't work well. It, it, right. it was. It was. It, it's a hard to market them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the problem was. Right, because I it's, felt it's like it's hard to market a group of everybody. Yes, because I felt like in the following seasons when he did, um, what was them girl's name? Danity Kane. And he did day twenty six. Like they're all doing the same thing. They're Correct. all singers. They're all dancing. So it's like it's much easier to sell that as a concept than these four rough looking people and then this pretty girl on the side. It's like I remember at the end of what the, is this? Because like because and you know why Big of the Band was good too? Because it wasn't like the competition was over, and then they got a record label. They got the label while they were in the show. The show was still going on. The show was showing the progress of them with the label. Mm-hmm. Of the song, of the making song of how what happened, <laughs> right? Of the group, because I think at the end of the group, I think it was just it was just Babs and um, Ness. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when like, all was said and done. So like that, that's why I said like it, it was good because like it showed everything. It, it wasn't like um, the same competition. You get the label, and then all right, let's see, see what happens next. It was just they showed everything happens happens after that. Mm-hmm. That's important to know too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I thought was interesting is at the end of the day twenty six season, they decided that Donnie, the white guy, was going to be a single artist. I don't think I've seen Donnie since the show. I'm like, has he, day twenty six gave us an album, a two or three, um, and some bops, and you know those those guys can sing. So I'm just like, well, what happened to Donnie in the single career? I'm like, y'all can let Donnie be in day twenty six. I don't understand why. I don't know. I feel like Diddy has the ability to find good talent. It's just something about everybody staying together that gets the the, the concern. I, I, think, gets I, think, I think what happens with Diddy, Diddy was spoiled by Biggie. So Diddy was spoiled by Biggie. So like he was kind of like he he got Biggie, and Biggie kind of did most of the stuff himself. Okay. So what he what he has 
always done, and that's why like it always doesn't work out if you don't have to drive for it, is he'll find you, he'll help you for your first single, then he'll be like, all right, go ahead, you got the rest. And if you don't do the rest, I, I gave it, I gave it the first single, which is a lot of work. <laughs> right. I but gave I, the first single, I made, a, I, made, I made everybody know who you are, I gave it the first single. If you can't figure out from this point on, because he, he's kind of like on the, of the mindset, I worked mad hard, you need to work hard too. Which is... Which is fine, but also unproductive. No, it's unproductive for the new artist needs development. Correct. And, you know, like he, work he was, them through a full album first, not just a single. Like, what, nah, what am he, I supposed he, to do? He's like, I'm going to get you this single. And that's he, why, and, and that's I'm, why I'm, his. I'm going to get you popularity with this uh, TV show. People know you are. Let's see what you do next. Right. I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but it's not. Some people need a little more. That, that's not a one size fits all. Correct. Um, but but approach. whose fault is it if like you know he does that and you still go? Well, maybe people don't think he does that. Maybe people don't understand that that's what he does. He's doing it from the beginning though. I'm just trying to tell you, maybe people don't understand. I'm not saying that <laughs> I would be the person, but I'm just saying maybe people yeah, think he, that they'll be different or because I, that that's what's happened with all his artists. It's always been like he'll go crazy for that first single and then he'll be like, all right, so what you doing next? Which I don't think is is what, necessarily. Wasn't your number one Diddy artist? Janelle Monae is on um, Bad Boy on her own imprint under Wonderland. Correct, but because she's on an imprint, but she but she also came from the background of open mics, so she knew how to perform, so she was fine. And I mean, the difference with Janelle Monae and other people is Janelle Monae had the connects from being in the Atlanta scene. Correct. So it wasn't like she, but, but that's from being open mic. Like she she was she was performance trained already. That's irrelevant to what I'm trying to say. Oh, what, what I'm mean? trying to say is. She all she didn't quote unquote need Diddy to get put on to the music industry in the way that other artists who come through his door are. Correct. She was already connected to um the the Sleepy Brown, Andre mm-hmm. three thousand, like that the, Atlanta yeah. movement of artists. She was already connected to those people. So it wasn't like she was if she came to Diddy like, oh, I really, really need you to put me on. She had other people around and other people who could advise her on how to move and get herself out there in addition to the fact that you know she was open mic trained or whatever the case is not all these artists that come to diddy have that same connection so it's like he might the i'll help you with one single and then back off might have worked for janelle monet because of what she had already built for herself before but that doesn't work for everybody there are other artists like sherry dennis i'm not not using that as an excuse what i'm saying is that those are only people who will succeed on that boy (laughs) right so basically you need to come to bad so basically i guess diddy was starting the label practice that exists today um, you got to yeah, come with a man. whole bunch of stuff Basically. already prepared and Basically. ready and you got to have an Instagram presence and this and that, the third and the fourth before we'll sign you. So I guess maybe Diddy was a visionary. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. It's fine. What? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Lord Jesus, have mercy. Um, so what's my love it? My love it is going to be Flavor of Love. Yes. I know you guys say that. That show was just... It was appalling in a number of ways. Um, <laughs> just truly, honestly, like we had a grown adult women kissing on Flavor Flav, who was wearing gold fronts and clocks around his neck, like he wasn't an adult man. Like the, there were so many things about the show that were completely preposterous, but I loved it. We got New York out of that show. We got delicious out of that show. I like, love New York. I love New York. We got mad spinoffs out of that show. Like because of that show, we got a 
uh real chance at love we got the ray j show like we got so many gems as a result of flavor of love and as appalling as it was where we legitimately had a show where flavor Flav was the prize um you know to say that now 20 years 20 years later it sounds nuts but um at the time it was quite entertaining and i absolutely if they put it up on a streaming service or something like that somewhere i would absolutely watch that show again (laughs) because it was entertaining like just i can remember the moments like where that girl honey tried to cook the chicken and the chicken was all raw and she put like cheetos on top of it and stuff like that that was insane um when pumpkin i think she spit on or tried to spit on somebody in New York dragged her by her chinny chin chin just so many memorable moments from the show so many bad 2000s fashions like just it was it was everything and I I I put I placed that show in the record books of reality shows that were absolutely terrible but they proved that people will watch just about anything if you give them the right amount of entertainment value Correct. which they did because i used to be tuned into flavor of love every week like okay it comes on at eight say less i'm gonna be tuned in ready to go <laughs> i flavor of, i i watched that show like with investment okay yeah with them but rose you, ceremonies i watched with investment but you know people were upset why yeah because like you know the Cause that's how it. That's when it started. The people don't like how black people are portrayed on TV. That's kind of like a reality. That's kind of where that kind of why you on the TV making black people look bad. Like that. It started with that show. Yeah, it started I, with that uh, show. Was yeah. like how people were like were saying about it. Was that that show kind of people were saying like we like people black people were out here protesting that show. <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> they were protesting. I was that. too busy enjoying the foolery. <laughs> I have no recollection of people protesting. People out here protesting, like making black people look crazy on TV. Protest that show, and it was on for like several seasons. I think like at least four that I can remember. Let me look. It, it was up. Flavor of Love. Then it was I Love New York. Then it was Flavor of Love season two. <laughs> then it was um, the I Love New York. Two two twins. I think had their own show. Oh, the brothers. Yeah. Um, Real Chance at Love. Yeah. Because I think their names were like Real and Chance or something yeah. like that. That was the name she... The names that they used to give the contestants, that was enough to get me going. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny to me. I'd be like, yo, how y'all come up with this? Like, And, and then I, I think ever since the um, Flavor Float Love and then the second place person got I Love New York got it, mm. people were trying... like, And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, People were just really hype on just getting shows and getting my... Like, it became and like that's where like people were using reality TV differently. Yes, because people were like, "Oh, I like they're they're they'll go on the show to get second place, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they can get their own show." <laughs> so basically, I was just I literally just went and looked up um, how many seasons of Flavor of Love there were. So there were three seasons of Flavor of Love. So how Flavor of Love actually started was a VH1 has been in the reality show business just exploiting and getting to the money. I can't even be mad. So Flavor of Love started because of the surreal life which was another reality mm-hmm. show that flavor Flav was on a season with bridget now ne- brigitte nelson nielsen who's the actress and from there they gave them a, str- a show called strange love because they were allegedly dating yes i do remember that I do and remember. from strange love came now. flavor of love yes then from flavor of love came i, I love, love new, new york, york. Then, then season two the season two um the real chance at love show then I Love New York 2 came out too. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the other show? I Love Money. For the Love of Ray J, Charm School. 
Flavor Flav was out here pioneering, okay? Flavor Flav walked so you girls could run. And charm okay? school was how they were tr- how they try to acquiesce and like try to quell the anger. Yes, of, it was of, how they tried of, to get the girls together. How, 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 how they tried to quell the anger of the of the, of the, old, of the older people who were upset. Yes, you're like no, no. Look, we have we have charm school now because we. We have to quell the anger of y'all, so you'll stop being yes. so angry with them. This is when this and Monique was the host. Yes, and I, I'll never forget one of the lines. She, I don't know who, I can't remember who was in response to, but she was like, "When you do clown things, that's when the clown comes back to bite." And I was like, "I like this. I like this. <laughs> I like because I did watch Charm School too, like with intent. Like, oh, this show was amazing. Yes. Oh it, my god, that that like it was that, a great time. That was that was their way of quelling the uh, the anger." Yeah, early two thousand, early two thousands was like real reality shows. Like the stuff that's out today is like very, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, um, very heavily edited, yeah. and you can tell that the producers are giving people like things to say. Yeah, because it's like I was watching um, Married at First Sight the other day, and I was like, the way these people are bringing up these questions is mad awkward. Yeah. A producer clearly just walked over and yeah. said, "Ask this," yeah, and yeah. then they just said. Da, 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 like what the producer said so it's like some of these shows it's like real obvious that there's like a script and you know there's lines that people are supposed to say it's just you know yeah, it, it's it's more orchestrated yeah um and like i said it's heavily edited yeah yeah i feel like the real chance at love and, and flavor of love in those shows we got more authentic like people didn't know that much yet no no yeah i feel like vh1 just kind of let the cameras roll and was like all right let's see what they do yeah <laughs> let's see what happens yeah see what happens yeah. So yes, that was our edition of Love, love it, it or Lose It. Hey, Love It, it or lose, lose It. Hey, 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 Love It or Lose It. Love It or Lose It. Hey, Lupita. So there's something scrolling across the TV as we're recording and Lupita popped up <laughs> like <laughs> on a um <laughs> some some Netflix series that uh new lupita's doing i guess she reading something i don't know but she looks really good so i was like hey girl she looks really really good so um let's move on to uh our kind of discussion topic for today um um our topic introduce that mark great so let's uh talk about where it comes from so i uh i guess we'll do it this way so we, uh, if you notice, our podcast is sponsored by the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing. That's our business. The, that's, that is our business. Our business is sponsored. Uh, our podcast is sponsored by our business. It is I'm our not marketing. A business man. I'm a business man. And we couple. handle my business. We're a business couple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are a business couple, but it doesn't work couple. in the. It doesn't work in the bar the same way. Okay. It okay. doesn't. It doesn't. I got it. it doesn't. <laughs> the, the word play is just different. You know, it's just different. Got it. Um, but yeah, so um, we uh, we started the business back in 2017. It's marketing consulting where we do um, really? websites, social media management, things like that, right? Word. Um, we've been doing it and con- same time. Yes, in conjunction with our nine our to five. Nine to five at the same time. Eight. So we both had nine to fives and doing it that way. Yes. And... Um, so starting September first, oh, let, before you go there, the CEO is Kristen Melissa Ray, Renee Nickel. I'm saying Nickel. You don't know my name after all this time. Shame on you. No, 
for some reason, I, you know why I said that Melissa Nichols? Because I'm thinking when I, when I was visualizing Shame your email. You. All right. Kristen Melissa Renee Bennett. Ooh, the, Not um, knowing my name and for saying it wrong for all these people to hear. Are, are you done? Shame <laughs> on you. Ooh, shame on you. Shame on you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she is the CEO of the BLM. I am the chief marketing officer, CMO. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Um, so we um do it off and then so I am um leaving my nine to five first. C. Um leaving my nine to five first. My last day at my nine to five is August thirty first and from that point on I'll be full time with the business. Yes. While Kristen will still be doing part time at the time. Yes. All right. And um and like I'm I, I wanted to have this conversation about like having a an entrepreneur's mindset and like how things move. Because like um talking to a lot of friends who are like who thinking about getting your jobs or talking to sometimes talking to other people about about starting their own business or things like that and it's like they don't sometimes people don't realize there's certain things you have to change your mindset and to do mm-hmm. <laughs> to be effective with that so like some might some people might be like all right why would you leave your job why not just do that and just try to do both and like it comes with you a did. lot huh and you did and i and i did for a long time mm-hmm. but to get to make a certain jump sometimes this will have to happen and i kind of want to talk about that okay all right so uh, I, I guess I'll start from the beginning in terms of your mindset. And like the first question that a lot of people give me a lot of times when coming down to um, starting their own business is what business should I start? All right. And what a lot of times what they'll say is I know how to do five. No, I know how to do five different things and I'm not sure which business to start. They'll say like, I know how to do fashion, but I also know how to dance. But I also know how to cook. But I also know how to drill. <laughs> but I also know how to sell so something. Many gifts. So, so many it's gifts. like it's you have all these different gifts that you have, all these different talents that you know how to do, that you know how to do well, and you're trying to figure out which one, which business should I start? And I always say um, the best way to figure that out is to think about it a different way. Instead of thinking about what skills you have, and then how you can contribute. Think of what problem you want to solve. Okay. All right. So instead of saying, um, I want to be a dancer, because those are just skills. Those are just activities you can do. Those skill sets. Instead, think of what the outcome you want to happen. What is this problem you want to solve? Um, do you want to make sure that people look a certain way? Do you want to make sure that something sounds a certain way? Do you want to make sure that um, a certain service is provided because you see there's a, a service is missing? Do you, what problem have you noticed that you feel as if that it's a problem that needs to be solved? If there's no problem that needs to be, if you don't think there's a problem that needs to be solved, then you're not starting business the right way because that's what a business is. No matter what business it is, it is a problem that needs to be solved. 
even though it might seem like, oh, they're doing it to make money, they are. Even if they are, it's still only reason it becomes successful because the problem, problem needs, needs to be, be solved. solved. There's a need that needs to be that needs to be met, and that Correct. doesn't mean that you know if there's somebody else already out there doing it that you can't do it too. But Correct. because but the, but the angle you're doing it might be different. might might be a little bit different. But if you realize that, oh, you know, I notice in my in my neighborhood, um, there's not a lot of um, I don't know. I'll just use an example, like a lot of college prep type stuff happening. Um, maybe there's one other business or something like that that's doing something like that in your area that doesn't mean that you can't start one up as well but you know you have to figure out what's what's going to be different about what you're going to do versus what somebody else is already doing because i think sometimes when people think oh a problem needs to be solved it needs to be they must be the first or the only to do it and if they're not that deters them and that doesn't have to be the case there's something that you have within you that's unique from what somebody else has and what they may already be doing so you shouldn't shoot down your own dream or idea just because you think someone else is doing it there is a lane for you as well you just have to kind of do your research and figure out what that lane is yeah it might, it might just be how you solve the problem right correct because like because the reason why you feel as if that you're necessary because you feel like that problem is not being solved right and that's why it's so this person might be doing it and they might be doing something but you realize that these people over here, they're not getting that service. Right. Like there's still somebody that's being excluded and, yeah, and, and not receiving yeah, this people, service. These people not get so now you need to figure out how do I get these people to being excluded because they need this service also. Exactly. And and like what you're when you when you when I hear when people hear problems like, oh, am I doing a nonprofit? No. All businesses, even banks, their problem they're they're solving a problem of people need to get a house. Right. <laughs> right. They don't have money right now. They need to get a mortgage right. <laughs> to get the house. And I mean, they're even, providing that they're providing the problem of a need in that community. That, even, that and community. even more basic, people need access to banks that have decent rates Correct. in areas that they can easily get to. Correct. So it's like that's why you see so many banks like in one area. You're like you'll see a Citibank on one corner, a Capital One on the other one, a TD down the street, a Chase up the block. Like because people have different banking needs and different things that they want from their bank. And they banks are setting up their set themselves in places where people regularly traffic or or need to be in order to access the services because not all banks are created equal. Yeah. Um. And like, it's just like, like restaurants. Yeah. Like there's restaurant. Like there's whole strips out here on Long Island where it's just restaurant after restaurant after restaurant after restaurant. And yeah, it might be like three Italian ones on that strip. But are they cooking the same type of Italian food in each one? Yep. No. Because different part of Italy cooks different kinds yeah. of food. And then, you know, there's some restaurants that are more like high-end, jazzy. You got to put on fancy clothes to go in there. And then there's some where you can just walk in in some, in some jeans and a t-shirt exactly. and sit down and eat. So it's like there's there's something for everybody. Even if it seems like there's a lot already, there is a market for everybody to kind of get in there and, and get their, their slice of the pie. Correct. So that is the first thing you always got to figure out. There's a problem that needs to be solved. What can I do to solve that problem? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when you think about your skills. Mm -hmm. Because then you can find different things to do to use these skills to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And you can get very creative when you have different skills for it. Because then you create something that wasn't there before. All right. Let's let's just use our um, business as an example. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, do you have an example for the people? Because yes. some people our, don't buy our, examples. Our, our business example. <laughs> <laughs> so our example for our business. Um, so the problem was, as a poet, I used to always go around to a lot of open mics. And I used to see... Mm, fant- rest in peace to open mics. Yes, I haven't been in a while. Um, I, mean, I used to see, used to see fantastic artists. Mm-hmm. I used to see great artists doing great things. Um, I just see great singers, great poets, great dancers, um, people who wrote songs. I would see these people and I realized that they don't understand um, marketing okay, or understand business. Mm-hmm. So like I, w- I would be very, um, I would see like they people wouldn't know who these people were. So like, and like, and then the, I, that's when I started realizing that the best artists you just you might not ever see because mm. of either bad business or bad marketing. Mm. Um, and I, I was like, how can this problem be solved? <laughs> how can this problem of artists, and when I say artists, I, um, once again, I, I'm not even talking about only the vocal artists. I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about people who draw, um, people who cook, people who are in fashion. Uh, these people just sometimes... They they're very strong in their talent, but they just need help in terms of business and in terms of marketing. Okay. Right. And I was like, and that's when like me and me and Krista were trying to figure out like how can this happen? And there's so many different ways to attack this. Right. And I think that's um where our different skill sets come in. So I'm a poet, so I I I, underst- I understand artists and what the, like making sure that their talent or whatever it is, I make sure that you want to stay strong to your talent. You don't mm-hmm. want to compromise that. Right, right. Um, so I I know that talent would would be helpful. Um, I have knowledge of graphic design. I know how to do things. Um, in terms of websites, I know how to do flyers and a business card. So like people might need business cards, people mm-hmm. might need flyers, so I can right. help provide that for that service. Mm-hmm. Um. I have knowledge of social media. We can work on that. Um, we both have knowledge in terms of business development. Just let's say getting an LLC, right? Developing a business, understanding, creating business plans. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? So we're like, all right, we can help with that that right. matter mm-hmm. because it's good to have a business plan. Um, we, uh, Kristen, is a certified MBTI trainer. Yes. Correct? Yes, MBTI and strong interest inventory. So, um, you know, my skill set, in addition to what you mentioned about like the business plan with like my writing background and stuff like that, I'm also able to kind of help people figure out, you know, if they're not really sure what direction to take a business, for example, doing like a career assessment to kind of help them figure out like what their personality is like and what kinds of um, business strategies might make sense for for them because sometimes people just want to open a business and they don't really know like what that means what it entails what what their skill set actually is as a business person because you can be completely skilled as an artist and that's completely fine but when it comes to business management not everybody does it the same way you have to do it in a way that is um authentic to who you are as a person but also profitable because that's kind of the point unless you're trying to do a nonprofit. Um, the point is for you to make money from said business. So with the career assessing, you know, that I do, I can kind of help guide a person, you know, towards certain strategies or practices with their business that might 
prove more fruitful than more traditional routes that may not be in line with who they are like as people. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where that part comes into the conversation. Right. So like we're, we're, we're just using, finding, like I said, using, finding different skills that we have and making it work. Um, I am a job ready instructor at my nine to five. So like I might be able to assist with just um, putting together doing interviews and resumes and stuff like that and like that might assist with what you're trying to do um like because resumes and putting together who you are is kind of similar to putting together a plan a layout of who you are for your business it's kind of similar so like i doing resumes you really you do a, a lot with layouts with um putting information like professional experience and everything and it kind of it becomes similar to like putting a layout of what are your services so it, it yeah yeah just the um the layout becomes very similar it, it those skills of knowing how to help somebody get a job sometimes translates well into how to start your own business right <laughs> and for example like when we did our certification for um mwbe um that's minority women business enterprise i think that's what it stands for let me not be a liar um but to get that certification as a business you basically have to provide them with a business resume of what your business has done um what you what money you're bringing in what money you're spending like it's a very intense accounting of every single thing you're doing so knowing how to put together a resume and to kind of list out what it is you've done um and kind of prove that what you've done has worked having that skill of knowing how to put together a resume was i think immensely helpful in doing something like that and if businesses are looking to um achieve something like that and apply for any of these certifications like knowing how to you know put it put it together in that format having that skill set's really really important correct and then like i said and me knowing to workshop i can do workshops on different things so it's right. just like i said it just became a different skills we have to create this business and i think that is kind of what you have to think about with your with your own business is what skills do you have and how can you make it work with your business word to big bird you just expand from there so that's 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 like i said that's usually kind of the first part is what is the problem how do you solve that yeah and then when you think about those services you're trying to provide when you have a a problem it is important to specifically specify, specifically specify, uh, <laughs> uh, what just clarify that you got to specify <laughs> okay. what um what services that you provide. All right, it's important to say, hey, I provide this specific service. Consulting is not a specific service. Oh. oh. Ooh, consulting is the, not a specific the, service. You're stepping on some toes in the room. We, you, you can say what you're doing in the consulting, but don't just say I'm consulting. Because what does that mean? Because that is not because it's it's such a broad term. Because you can consult in so many ways. Right. All right. So I consult like we're we're marketing consulting, but our services include creating marketing plans creating business plans, creating websites, social media management, social media management. Um, we, Among we other things. Hosting websites. Check out our website. So it's just, cre- it's trying to provide these specific services. So people are like, I need this, you can provide that. 
Um, a lot of times people are like, they're, they're very, people are very big on trying to be a all-around thing. That's what people are always trying to be, which is a great thing to be, but you need to have, talk about a specific service. You still need to sell a specific service so someone knows what you're doing because that specific service is how you get people in. So you need to be able to write, write that out. Indeed. Writing things out. If you do not have the temperament to create a business plan, you're not going to have the temperament to create a business. All right. Come on, somebody. All right. Come on with this word. People are always talking about, oh, it's all, I think it's a lot of work. If you don't have the time to lay out step by step your business plan, you're not going to have the time. You're not going to have the temperament to step by step create your business because you need that same drive. <laughs> right. Because owning, starting and owning a business is like that uh, Bible verse. I can't remember where it's from, where it basically says the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to the one, one who, who endures to the end. And yes. to me, I feel like business ownership is an endurance game. Yes, it is. It's not right. about who's the smartest, who's the fastest, who's the strongest. It's, it's about who can hang in there and just hold on. And you know what, right? You know what making a business plan is? Write the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. Make it plain. Hey. That they may run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. And, and not, not faint. faint. Hey. Though the vision is only for a while. It shall speak and not lie. See, this, that's another choir song we learned <laughs> way back in the day. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. You have to write write it out. Make that's, it plain. Write it out. Legit. Make it plain. It, it, it's it's important because you have to write down exactly what you're going what you're going to do. Make it plain English. Don't just be like oh, whatever language you people. speak. Comfortably. I want to do some fashion. Like write out exactly what you're doing. Right, like what is I want make, to do some fashion me? Do you want to you. make clothes? Do you want to be a stylist? Do you want to do stuff for women, for men, for children? Like drill down into the details of what it is you want to do and make it as specific as possible. Because when someone asks you, when you say, oh, I have a business, oh, what do you do? You need to be able to rattle that thing off yes. immediately with specificity. It can't just be, yeah, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's like, girl, what you do? What do you do? I make clothes for children you should be able to say you, exactly you should be able to say exactly what it is you do you should be able to say in one sentence at least yeah like this is what i do right here yes i make high-end sweaters for tweens girl whatever if that's what you do that's what you do at least you're able to quantify and explain it yeah clearly all right know what you do great yes know what to do know what to do word know all what right. to do um know what to do Ooh. Was that all of your points? Um, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, uh, the, the last and major point is if you treat your business like a side gig, it will stay a side gig. All right. <laughs> That's a ma major point. Um, what I'm saying is like, it is your business, and I even if you're using it at the side right now, if you want it to flourish to be your main, you have to treat it as such. Sorry, I knocked the microphone to the side. That's <laughs> my bad. You have to treat it as such. You have to treat it as a business that you're trying to make your main business. All right. Stop trying to stop treating your side business as a side business because that that's kind of why I had to 
leave and like do this full time because like I always was like my business was always my plan B. It came even though I was in my mind I wanted to be my plan A, but because I had the nine to five, it became my plan B. Because I was like, well, if I don't make it this time, then at least I, I got my um, I got my nine to five. So like I wouldn't put forth that extra push because I knew I had my plan. I had my nine to five. That that was for me to work. Right. It's not for everybody. <laughs> right. And and if you're if you're fine with your business being your side gig, yeah, that's then fine that's also. fine. That's fine. That's also. fine. But you can't expect full full time full attention results. Correct. Without putting in full time full time full attention kind of work to correct the business. Like regardless of how easy or how much of a money maker it is, there's still a level of 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 uh of input that's required for you to get the particular output that you're looking for. Correct. And I'm not judging anybody who is still working a nine to five and has a business on the side and has no intention of quitting their nine to five to work full time on their business. Like that's not for everybody. That's not everybody's goal. Not everybody's comfortable with that. Not everybody's at a place in life where they can do that. So, you know, I'm not judging anybody, but at the same time, you know, when you looking around and you seeing, oh, this person that's doing a similar business or this person that's doing a business in general is doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. You just have to kind of look at what you're doing um, relative to the amount of of effort and and work that you're putting into it, as opposed to someone who may be producing and working at a different uh, capacity and level than you might be. It's not necessarily that they're even a, nece- a better business person than you or whatever the case is they might just be dedicating more time and effort to it because it's their only thing that they've got going as opposed to you who may be doing a regular nine to five and family stuff and whatever, whatever else and doing this business. So we're not saying this is a competition or there's one right way to do it, but you know, you just have to kind of keep your expectations relative to what it is you're actually putting forward. Right. That's, 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 you know, kind of my take on the on the whole thing yeah um but like i said like nobody's saying quit your nine to five and go into business for yourself like no that's not a great idea for everybody and there's some people who just can't do it because you know real life like people got loans and and mortgages and 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 real life stuff that prevents them from taking that leap yeah but you know if you're able to and you feel comfortable doing it then go for it but like don't do it irresponsibly like make sure you have the appropriate like safeguards in place for you know things that pop up in life because life's not stopping because you decided to be brave and start a business like the people still want their money when they want their money correct uh you still got your bills you still got your mortgage or your rent you still got this you still got that so it's like it's you know it's a big risk to take and oftentimes there is a large reward for taking said risk but you know you you also want to be an adult and do it responsibly. Like now, if you single, you ain't got no kids and you got family that can support you, go for it. But you know, people like us who have a child and who have like bills and other responsibilities, it is a challenge to do something like this. Like Mark and I talked about this for like a year. Yeah. And I think for the, for, for the first part of said year, when we were talking about this, I was kind of like, so no, <laughs> um, but I don't understand what you're talking about because I'm 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 just different. 
my yeah. mindset is just like you go to work, you get your check every two weeks, so you do this this thing on the side, and if it becomes successful enough, then maybe you let the nine to five go and do that but i'm like listen i like my i like the security of my check every two weeks it thrills me i like i like health insurance benefits and uh and um uh what you call it uh, retirement plan um matching those mm-hmm. things thrill me they give me life um but i also had to realize that for mark in order for him to like i could see how hard it was becoming for him to give it all that he had in addition to doing what he did at work. And I had to, I had to say, you know what, there's no way that we're ever going to really see the full fruition of this business unless it's attacked from a full time. This is what we do in all day long perspective. And so after many, many conversations, like I said, we talked about this over a year. Um, you know, it just now is the right time to make that move and and for at least one of us to be on the business full time because again we're going to be responsible we have a child so i'm not about to quit my 9 to 5 with the health insurance that covers all three of us and uh uh retirement uh matching plan to jump into business full time like that doesn't make sense maybe if we were childless i might could do that but in these trying economic times, nobody's giving up damn near free health insurance. Like, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the smart thing at this particular juncture is for Mark to take the leap. And, you know, hopefully in the next, I don't know, year, two years, three years, I'll be able to take that leap as well. But um, for the moment, I think, it, it makes sense the way that we're going about it. So I like, I just feel like people, if, if you're thinking about this, I would obviously say pray and really seriously consider what you're doing because it's not an easy decision to make. And I mean, it's, it's not an irreversible decision, but it's definitely, excuse me, one that's seriously going to impact Um, many aspects of your life so we're not saying you know if you really want to be successful in your business you just need to quit your nine to five that's irresponsible I would never tell somebody that but I would say if it's something that you're thinking about like really pray uh, fast if you need to and just really get some clarity and some direction about what it is you want to do and also you know I don't want to say be negative but also have a plan in case things don't go the way you think it's going to go because nobody knows what's happening, especially with, you know, us being in such a flux with COVID and stuff like that. Like there's really, I mean, not like there was ever really anything guaranteed before, but there really is a lot of upheaval happening in the world right now. So, you know, any good business person is prepared or tries to be as prepared as possible for as many outcomes as they can be prepared for. So I think, you know, if it's something that you're listening to us and you're thinking about leaving your, you know, steady nine to five gig to launch your business full time consider all of the points that you know mark and i talked about uh in this segment but also consider what is your plan to shift gears if you need to um to sustain your life because i'm not encouraging anybody to go broke trying to uh be a business owner like if that if you go broke trying to be a business owner there's something not right in this equation of things. Um, so just, you know, be mindful, be adult 
and you know good luck to everybody god bless y'all um i'm excited to see what comes out of of this for us as a business um it's a scary uh concept but you know there's no time like the present to just try so i guess we're gonna try and i guess we'll keep y'all posted as as we progress through this next uh station season whatever you want to call it in life and you know that's it i guess word <laughs> i feel like i said a lot of stuff and then you popped in with a word it was, it was good stuff good stuff good, good stuff. stuff good stuff i'm okay. taking taking it all in taking <laughs> um you get on good. my nerves i can't take it <laughs> um anything else on this topic um nah um i but well, i do want to say one more thing um hustle hard rise and grind Hustle. Uh, Hustle. Twitter. Hustle. Just leave people alone, okay? Hustle. Don't let them make Hustle. you. Don't let Hustle. them pressure you into something that you don't want to do. Because I know we've talked about this before, but like I just I keep seeing more and more people like, oh well, during this quarantine I started this business and I've been making ten thousand dollars a month and blah blah blah. Don't let those people convince you to do something that is not right for you or that you're not ready for. Because then people be capping, and um, I, I don't want to see nobody out in these streets looking crazy off of a cap. So just 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 do what's right for you in the lane that you're in when it comes to business ownership and all that jazz. That's all I've got. Word. Word. So um, that was our topic for this week. If you have any thoughts, uh, suggestions, feedback, anything of that nature that you want to share with us, please do so on our social media. We are on Instagram at all of no fear PCAST, I believe. Yep. Um, same thing on Twitter. All of No Fear P1, yep. I think is our, our Twitter. <laughs> but if you just type in All of No Fear Podcast, we should pop up. Um, we're also on our website, All of No Fear uh, Podcast.com. And um, our Gmail account, All of No Fear PCAST at gmail.com. Yep. So shoot us, you know, your connection anywhere on those um, platforms. And we'll be happy to, you know, keep the discussion going with you. Maybe have like a part two of this discussion at some point, because I think this is a very relevant and important topic. And a lot of people are really feeling like called to go into entrepreneurship. And, you know, we want to, you know, offer any, you know, advice that we can or encouragement um, to people who are doing this because you know it is scary and it's good to know that you have people um, in your corner and on your side who are supporting you as you uh, take on this endeavor so yeah that's it um, next up on the agenda is the artist spotlight artist spotlight word to word. big bird so Mark picked today's artist so, I don't care how you feel about me. Um, me I know specifically or the listening audience? Those in the audience. Okay. I mean, if it was me specifically, I wouldn't be upset either. Um, um, because usually we come here with like the new artists, like, oh, you might not have heard this person. I don't care that you know this person. Mark, Mark <laughs> decides to bless us with the oldie but goodie. I just want to hear this person, and that's fine with me. And I feel as if that everybody should be okay with that. <laughs> I, Our artist I, spotlight. Okay, it's your podcast. You do, you do what this you week want. Is Reggie. Not Reggie. Not Reginald Noble, a.k.a. Redman. He is my in my top 10. In your top 10 rappers? Yes, he's my top 10 rapper. Okay. He is, he's fantastic. 
Um, yeah, it's Redman. Um, Redman, uh, who goes by the name of Reginald Noble. Uh, he is a rapper, DJ, record producer, and actor. He has produced many of his own albums. Um, he is known for collaborating a lot with Method Man, whether it's in the movie How High. Classic. Classic movie. Whether it's in the song The Rockwalla. <laughs> y'all gotta come get y'all man. Um, he is from Newark, New Jersey. Um, he attended Speedway Avenue School. Uh, and what else? Um, I, I don't know if anything else is really matters, I'll be honest with you, but he uh he he's just fantastic. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal rapper. Phenomenal. Um he um he's also started a group with uh Eric Sermon and Method Man, which is uh, what is it, Death Squad? Oh, okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Um he, he started off as a DJ. He was discovered by Eric Sermon while he was a DJ for Lords of the Underground. I didn't know that either. Um Um, Eric Sermon said about Redman, I knew there was something spectacular about him. Right off the bat, the next day we talked, and within the next two or three months, he moved to Long Island to my crib. We moved right into my, he moved right into my apartment. After moving in with Eric Sermon, Redman went on tour with EPMD. While on tour with the group, he did everything from carrying the group's bags to coming out on stage and doing rap freestyles in 1990. At an EPMD show in New York, Redman was invited on stage by Eric Sermon, where he delivered a rap freestyle that changed his life. He freestyled a song describing himself as a rapper, using every letter in the alphabet from A to Z. After this, Redman was officially rap artist, as an official rap artist, and began began production with Eric Sermon on his first major label album, What the Album. <laughs> I can't. Um, <laughs> I can't. He's a phenomenal rapper. He's always out here rapping. Like he's he's like um when you hear when you when you talk about like someone who just bleeds hip hop is him. Mm. He's always been he stays the same. He just he's just out here like his style is unique. The way he raps is unique. He's always there for it. Like I'm always here for a rap man song. <laughs> I'm always there for rap man. Like he's always here ready to rap. He's always here, ready to rap, out rap everybody. Like he's unstoppable <laughs> as a rapper. Like so, I I don't so so. Without further ado, I'm going to play a song by his, which I'm I'm gonna play a new song. I'm not gonna play an older song. I'm gonna play a uh, newer song that came out um, actually in 2020. Um, he p- released an album called Three Joints. Which are three, three joints? joints. <laughs> oh, I mean, to the point, like that's that's a strategy right there. That, that, that's that's how he does things. He be like, "Yo, I got these three joints. What are you gonna call it? Three joints. Three joints. Three joints. Is that cool? <laughs> I mean, at least you know what you're getting. You download it with the expectation that you're getting three joints. Yeah. So so there you it came it. out beginning this year. Um, I the first song, first single I heard on this um three joint was um. Slap the S out of you, out out slap the S out you, and I remember that song. I was like, I was dying laughing. I, I remember he had to put a disclaimer out before the video because he was out here slapping everybody. Um, 
give you a disclaimer like, hey, it's just a video. It's just jokes. <laughs> I'm not abusing anybody. I'm just I'm just smacking everybody because <laughs> they ask me questions. <laughs> That's so fine. It was it was it was entertaining. <laughs> um, I can tell you were you were quite entertained. By <laughs> I was quite entertained. But um, this song is called "It's a Banger." Um, like he's just he's just out here just rapping. He's not out here trying to. He's not trying to hit you with the super black stuff. He's yeah, he's just rapping. He's like, I, I rap and that's what I do. That's that is always his style, his style. All right. Well All right. Play so it. this song is called It's a Banger because you know why. It's a banger. It's a banger. Don't try to act like you don't see it. 
All right. That is Red Man. And I don't Red know Man if you know that, but it's a banger. It's a banger. I like it. I'm like, let me go download this this little uh three joints. <laughs> three joints. Yeah. He um yeah, but he uh he has always been he's nineties rap till he dies. He would not to change that. <laughs> he would not change how he raps. He is a nineties rapper. And you can't if you rapped in the early nineties, you you're gonna be a nineties rapper. It's it's very hard to like be like, All right, I'm gonna rap like hell now. No. That's how he raps. That's it. <laughs> this is what he does. <laughs> you just got to deal with it. It is what it is. Um, if you haven't listened to his previous albums, shame on you. Shame on you. Um, if he's not in your top, um, if you're not in one of your top numbers, then I don't trust your hip-hop knowledge. Um, your knowledge. At all. Um, don't trust it at all. Uh, and that's it. But get into... Redman. Redman, Redman. Redman, Redman. Word, word. Reggie. That's fine, not Reggie. You don't know that man. Don't don't do that. You're gonna see him on the street. Reggie! He's gonna like, sir. We don't know each other. Don't don't call me Reggie. Um, yeah. So moving on to um this week in Rondom. This week in Rondom. So we've got some things on the agenda for this week. People been out here acting up. And not acting up, but acting up. So we're gonna talk about it. Um, so uh, let's start off with you know, I guess something positive, but also kind of sad. Um, so by the time the podcast comes out, um, Kobe Bryant's birthday will have passed, and Kobe Bryant Day will have passed. But happy birthday to Kobe, Kobe Bryant! He would have been forty-two on the twenty-third. And 824 um, is officially Kobe Bryant Day in uh, Cali. Um, his wife posted um, a very sad and heart-wrenching um, post today. Um, kind of got me in the feels um, about, you know, how much she misses him and her daughter. And it was just, oh, damn, it's just it's just so sad. It's still, it's still crazy to me that we say, rest in peace, Kobe, like that's a real thing. I mean, because it is a real thing, but it's just unbelievable still all these months later. So... Happy heavenly birthday to Kobe Bryant. Um, the second thing, um, so I don't remember if y'all had heard, because I think we were on hiatus um, when this kind of came out, but I remember seeing a report that um, Kim Jong-un had a surgery gone wrong and was deceased. I just saw another report pop up today that he's on his deathbed. And in my mind, I was like, I thought he was already dead. That's- I, don't, I, I don't think he died, but I do. I did hear that... Um- People were saying, acting like he um he might have uh, passed away, but I, I thought that was refuted already. Right. So I was like, wait, what? So now he's on his deathbed again. So I'm like, I don't know what to make of this storyline, and I'm like, I would be very interested to see what would happen should he, excuse me, pass away. Like what? Well, I, I heard his sister is taking is been doing. A has lot been of doing things. a lot of the work. Yeah. So I'm like, is the sister just as baddie or is she like semi-normal? Like, is there a way for like the North Korea to stop being such a scary place? Um, <laughs> is there, can that happen? Is that realistic? Is it possible is, for it to not is be it crazy? Possible? Is it possible for it to not get crazy? Like what, like I, I want to know because I, I have some concerns about, um, about what's going on. Cause I'm like, uh, what's going on here? What's, Cause this guy's been wilding for a little while. His daddy was wilding, and now I'm like, you telling me the sister? Like, what? What we doing here? What we doing here? They acting like running this country is a family business. Um, but I mean, I guess dictatorships—that's what people do. Um, but I would be very interested to see, like, 
if he does pass what that announcement slash press release looks like and what the transition of power will look like in that country and what it means for everybody else in the world because you know it would be nice if north and south korea could like have some peace between the two of them and that yeah, can, peace be kind of translated to the rest of the world north korea can stop trying to kill everybody right like just whoo so y'all gotta relax north korea you gotta relax Gotta relax, okay? Remember when we almost got bombed in North Korea? Remember that? Remember that? Right, was like they was talking wild crazy. Was that last year? Remember that? Remember that? And Mans was over there like, well, let them bomb them. Like, sir, I don't. Remember that was the craziest thing that happened? Right, yeah. <laughs> that was, remember when our, our, our least worry was getting nuclear nuclear bombs. Our least, our least worry was World War Three. <laughs> yeah. That sounds insane. <laughs> like to be able to tell Avery and our grandkids, girl, there was a time when I was concerned about being bombed in, in World War Three. Imagine my surprise. That that was not the craziest that, thing. That was year. that was absolutely not the craziest thing that had happened. <laughs> it was year. not in that year. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, twenty twenty, I need the historians to write this thing right. Don't edit nothing. Don't listen. Write it all down. So these kids can understand that we was living in some crazy times. Okay? Like twenty twenty, so many things have already happened. I'm like, so like what 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 are we doing? Yeah, pe- people are ready to write write when they write the new social studies books. They're ready, they're ready for their because their I'm books. just like, what's in the world? Like I ain't never seen nothing like this in all my life, in all of my life. Yeah. Like I, to explain to explain 2020 to somebody who hasn't lived it, they'd be like, you a lie. I'm like, no, I promise you, all the things I'm telling you, all of it. We had killer hornets. It we depends, had. It depends on who writes it, because like some people are going to try to undermine everything. Like it's, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of bad versions. Yeah, it's going to be like, uh-uh, that's not what happened. Avery gonna come home with the social studies book. I'd be like, "Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie too." Like, they're lying. Just take this whole chapter out. They're lying. None of it is real. <laughs> Let me give you the real story. Yeah, because really they're happy. lying. They're lying. Okay, I got the screenshots from Instagram to tell you the real story. These people are lying. Lying. There's gonna be so many book reports about 2020. For real, it's like, gonna be like, be like, now nah, we doing it on this one because I know about this one. Right. This is the one I was at. I was at this <laughs> protest for this, and we gonna write about that one. Okay. <laughs> I was there when they announced Kamala Harris for VP. We're going to write about that one, okay? Like, there's so much content. 2020 is providing so much content yeah. for um for the future generations of of people. Mad book reports. Mad book reports. Mad book reports. So, we, so us, as people who are alive right now, it's our job to be the gatekeepers for the history books. Because when we see the fallacies in our kids' books, we need to be like, uh-uh. This is a lie. That's not Retract. what happened. That's not what happened. Y'all lying. I don't remember. Y'all lying. That's not what happened. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I promise you, if I see any history book try to paint 45 as any type of acceptable, decent president, I'm calling the publisher. I'm going to their office, as a matter of fact. Who wrote this? Who did this? Who? Y'all lying. Y'all some liars. Liars. But we know it's going to happen because they, 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 um, they still don't put the word slavery. So Yeah, they be out here trying to talk about uh, uh, day laborers and all type of... Don't do so, us. I, I, know, I know that's going to happen. Well, I know Texas is going to try us because that's what they do. They, they, try, they try us. us. It's what they do. This just it's just you gotta just know what what you're getting into. Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, they're gonna definitely try to try to try the narrative and put some other stuff in there. And we we as people who are living in this moment gonna have to be like, eh, eh. Nah, son. No. These are the lies. Um so moving on to uh I guess <laughs> a, a web of lies of and, and truths and who knows what else. So uh as we as we all have heard at this point um a couple weekends ago uh, meg the stallion was in an altercation where she was shot in the foot 
And um, when it first happened, neither Meg nor anybody that was in the car where this happened really said much of anything. All we knew is that it was being alleged that she was shot. We saw like a video of her like limping, like on the side of the road, I guess, when the cops came. And that was it. So people were saying that Meg was lying about it because of the WAP song that came out a couple of weeks after the incident. So people were saying, oh, this is a rollout. She's just trying to get a promo for the song. I'm like, this seems like very dramatic because she's Cardi's on the song, too. So I'm I'm not sure why Cardi couldn't have done something to to roll out the song. I don't know why it was solely on Meg and her lying about getting shot was part of it. Like that part didn't people, make any sense. to People me. nowadays think everything's a lie, though. Yeah. They they think that everybody does everything for clout. Like right, they don't trust anybody. Yeah, they. I saw a post calling her Meg Smollett. I said, y'all, y'all not gonna call that like, girl Meg Smollett. Like, like Jussie Jussie's story is like Meg got shot. Like that's a fact. Yeah, like pe- people, I they do that all the time. Like like people don't trust anything. Like if you know it's like even like when people post stuff, people just lie. Like there's always somebody saying lies. Yeah, lies. I'm like, Fake. but why would they lie? Fake. What's the reason? Like. Yes, people be lying, but like I just in 2020, I cannot fathom why someone would lie about getting shot. Like I can't come up with any valid reason that someone would make up getting shot. So Meg has been quiet for a couple of weeks, not really saying too much. Like she said stuff like, you know, I got to be careful about who I keep around me, blah, blah, blah. But she never went into any express detail about the situation specifically. Uh, I think this past, what was it, Wednesday night, Thursday night, whenever it was, Meg came on live with her head tie, chilling with no makeup on, like Drake would say, to tell us what happened. And she basically said, Tori shot me. We were arguing about some nonsense and he shot me. I was trying to get away from him and he shot me. Um, When the cops came, I didn't want to tell what happened because in the climate that we're in where cops are shooting black people and it's a bunch of black people in this situation, I don't want none of us getting shot up by me saying that he shot me because then that turns into a search in the car to find a gun that I'm guessing was not legally licensed to anybody. Um, And so she was like, I felt like I had to protect him and everybody else in this situation, so I didn't say nothing. I went and got my, my surgery and did whatever. I still didn't say anything. But now this guy and his team are like trying to make it like I'm the aggressor and he's the victim in this situation. And I now have to speak up and say what happened. And she like the part where she said that she felt like even after he shot her in her foot and her feet was bleeding. And we saw that in the video on the street where she's walking. You can see her tiptoeing because her feet are like bleeding. She still felt the need to protect the person who shot her. And. There are people who heard what she said and still felt like, well, we need to hear Tory's side. No, we don't. Unless Tory's side is Meg pulled the gun on me and we were in a gunfight busting shots at each other. I don't need to hear Tory's side because I don't care if she was beating him to within an inch of his life. You shot her and you shot her in the foot. Which tells me that A, you're a bad marksman because that can't be what you were aiming for. And B, she was running away from you because you shot her in the back of her foot by her heel. Not on her toe, not on the, the instep. You shot her in her heel. She was running away from you. You were behind her when you shot her. So if you hit her, toe, if you hit her heel 
what were you aiming for? Were you trying to shoot her in the back? Were you trying to shoot her in the leg? Like, what was you doing? I don't understand what part of Tori's story I need to hear. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, Are there parts that Meg is still leaving out of this conversation? Yes, because her best friend, who I'm not sure is still her best friend, was also in the car. And maybe there's something that she was involved in that she don't want to say. They say Kylie Jenner was in the car as well. So maybe there's something that she don't want to say about Kylie specifically. But ultimately, what we wanted to know, who shot you? Tory Lanez. Um, Who shot you? So the fact that after she said all that, people were saying, I need to hear Tory's side or still saying, oh, she's lying. I'm like, it seems to me that when this happened, this happened between two celebrities. These two celebrities and their teams probably sat down, had a conversation and said, this is how we're going to uh, propagate the narrative about this story. Meg said, I, Tori said, I, Tori reneged. And now Meg is like, what you're not going to do is make me out to be the bad guy after we already agreed that we was going to tell the story this way. That's why she said something. I don't think it was so much that she cared what people on social media were saying, were saying, I said, thing. who I want to hear acting like the girl from 3LW. Um, what? It's the truth. Um, I don't think she was so bothered by what the people on social media were saying. I think she was bothered by the fact that she felt like Tory's people were trying to insinuate something about her that was not true and make him out to be the victim. Um, mind you, Tory Lanez has a history of domestic violence. And I believe he had a friend of his beat up his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend at the time, in addition to him beating up on the ex-girlfriend. So I'm like, Tory Lanez doesn't have the best record here. So it doesn't seem to me that it's past him to shoot somebody. Like if somebody said Chris Brown shot somebody, I'd be like, okay. Chris Brown has a history of being abusive to women and being a stalker and being a weirdo. It's not past it to me for him it's, to have shot not, somebody. It's not unbelievable. They should, it's not it's, unbelievable. It should be punished for it is their fault, but yes. it is not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. That's what she's trying to say. Yeah. So to me, hearing Tory Lanez has a domestic violence background and has been aggressive and whatever with women, it's not a, a reach for me to believe that he did in fact shoot her. And um, the fact that people are still trying to put it on Meg somehow or say that she's lying or whatever. The girl posted pictures of her foot. She posted a video of her in the hospital getting her foot worked on. And she posted a video of the actual wound on her foot. So um, if the girl says she got shot, she got shot. I don't understand what we're still debating. Um, so Larry Johnson, a former NFL player who has had some sketchy things said about him in the past and should be the absolute last person commenting on this, um, made a post yesterday on his Twitter where he said something to the effect of, if you know a dude is trash and you still hang out with him knowing he's trash, you need to take responsibility for your actions as a female for hanging out with a guy that you have heard of or know is trash and Tory Lanez liked it and I'm like wow 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 Tory Lanez um wow wow Larry Johnson I mean you're a piece of trash so I already knew you would say something like that but like wow Tory Lanez for even being bold enough to like it so that kind of sent the internet ablaze and it was just like wow this is crazy so then you know you see you're seeing all these people talking about you know we need to support black women and you've seen some like black um actors and musicians and stuff like that speak up and say I support Meg violence against women is wrong blah 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 blah. but it's very interesting to see the ones who are completely silent who aren't to see what uh the takes were from people about that 
Um, I think Sci High the Prince apparently had something to say, and I'm like, Sci High, I just shut up. I want you to make music, okay? But I feel like this is not the first time Sci High has said something like just out of line, and we didn't ask him to say it, and now it's like, all right. Like, I'm this close to not fooling with you as an artist no more because you just keep inserting yourself in situations and saying things that sound absolutely crazy. Let me see. I'm going to try to see if I can find what Sci High said uh, initially. So this young lady posted and said, this has nothing to do with me personally. It's a systemic issue. Several women are crying out about from personal experiences and yet men that don't relate personally take offense instead of recognizing incidents like Meg being shot in the foot and other men defending it. Sai Hai responded and said, you right. The si she shouldn't have been shot and I don't know the situation, but she knew who she was dating and his track record and she decided to bypass that. A lot of young ladies do that for the cool factor, i.e. date rappers, athletes, celebrities, etc., and bypass the red flags. I'm like, okay so we're like why can't we just say tori was dead wrong for shooting her period why do we have to constantly put something back on the woman oh well she knew he was like that and she dated him okay okay and okay what's your point at the end of the day like i said before there's nothing that can justify him shooting her other than she was shooting at him too that's the only thing that would make any sense to me at all and be remotely justifiable Everything else is just garbage. I don't care what she knew or didn't know or who he was or what. And also, why are you, if you know that a person is like this as a man, why are you even hanging with someone or supporting someone like that in the first place? Don't turn around and try to make it about the woman. Like, if you know this dude is garbage and he beats women and he shoots women and he does whatever, why are you even entertaining him in your circle at all? So, miss me with that conversation. I'm just like... I don't know, 2020 is just exposing that a lot of our faves are garbage, and it's really sad. Because I, I, I've played Psy High on here before, and I've spoken very highly of him, but now I'm like, you know what? I don't know about you, sir. You might be dumb. You just might be. So, yeah, um, I hope Meg heals, uh, and I hope that um, the full story about the situation comes out. Uh, I heard as a response to what she said, like, the LAPD is now for or whoever police is out there is now further investigating the situation because I guess when it first happened like nobody pressed charges nobody really talked to the police but now that's gonna happen um I saw people were calling Meg a snitch because she said something I'm like unless I've missed something is Meg part of a gang or part of the street life the whole snitching thing is only relegated specifically to people who are living the street life Regular civilian Negroes like me and you are not subject to street rules. If and something happened to us and we tell that XYZ did it, that's not snitching. That's being socially responsible and getting a monster off the streets. Yeah, and it's different when it happens to you. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing how she's a snitch. She's not in the gang she's, life. She's to my a, knowledge, neither is Tori, so not, I'm not sure what y'all talking about. She's not a snitch for t saying a guy shot me in the foot. Right. She's the opposite of a snitch because when the police was there and she said even when they were in the hospital, they were asking her a lot of questions and she felt like, yo, are y'all the feds? Why y'all keep asking me stuff? Just fix my foot. So it's just like she tried to not say anything, but now she's placed in the position where she has to. So don't call her a snitch because she feels like she has to defend herself. Like, that's trash. 
Um, speaking of trash men, you know, we jumping from Tory Lanez to uh, Pastor John Gray. Um, those of you who know who Pastor John Gray is, he used to be at um, Joel Osteen's church down in uh, Texas. And he had a show on OWN. And one of the seasons talked about him moving from uh, Texas to South Carolina to take over this church from the Furtick's. Uh I think it was called Relentless Church. And I think Tasha Cobbs was like a worship leader there. It was a whole to do of him going to take over this church and kind of be the leader. I think earlier this year, like stuff was revealed that the church's finances was in shambles and they owed money to this and he got evicted from the building. It was a whole mess. So he's basically had a very rough 2020. But what also came out was that he was cheating on his wife and him and his wife went and did a tour where the wife said that the woman was a strange woman and, you know, she had to birth her husband and she's the covering over him and, you know, he has to grow into his man coat and all, all other types of excuses for why he cheated other than he just cheated because he felt like he could. So it has come out that he's still cheating, apparently. Um, and I saw a video today of him on FaceTime with the mistress with the son in the back. And he's throwing the wife under the bus. He's like, yeah, she don't, don't nobody cook at the house. So my son just eat pizza all the time. And then he pans to the son and says to the son, oh, what did you have for dinner for the past two nights? Pizza. And the son says, yep, pizza. And he's like, yep, just straight DiGiorno's. Don't nobody cook at the house. Da, 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 da. I'm like, sir, you're on, you got caught cheating very publicly earlier this year or late last year, whatever it was. You would do it again and use FaceTime? Really? Like FaceTime can't be recorded and saved somewhere? So number one, you're dumb. You're really dumb. Number two, you're down talking your wife to the mistress with your son in the car and you're bringing your son into it. Aventer needs to knock your head off your shoulders for doing that. Like seriously, like you're wild disrespectful. And then I was alarmed at the fact that the little boy felt so comfortable talking. So it made me think, has he had conversations with the side chick on FaceTime with the kid in the car before? The kid might not know that's a side chick, but the kid felt comfortable enough to speak. So I'm just kind of like, well, what's going on here? I have some questions and some follow-up questions. So, um, yeah. And I remember we saw John Gray when he was doing comedy like years and years ago. And I thought he was funny. And I remember watching his show on OWN and thinking, so a part of me is like, dang, this is really how this dude is getting down. But a part of me is also like, you don't want to learn. You can't. Because after that very public scandal you went through and the fact that the church that you took over is crumbling, you want to be out here doing the cheat-tays again? You're trash. And I hope uh, that lady breaks up with you. I, I hope I, she I has think, enough self-esteem to say, bump this first lady life. I'm out of here. This dude not going to be playing me in I, public I, no more. I think what happens is, like, it's just people getting too caught up in fame and too mm-hmm. caught up in, like, your fame equals your salvation. And, like, it's just too many it's too many um, factors. I'm like, God still see you, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, the, like, the, like, he can't handle that fame like that. Nah, he really can't. He really can't. And it's funny because hearing this story about him and hearing about uh, LaToya Luckett and her husband and how the husband is allegedly cheating on her and there's like a whole side chick with, you know, people got to stop cheating. Or at least if you're going, if you want to cheat, just be smarter because people have devices to record things. So LaToya Luckett is married to some guy named Tommy. And, um, you know, I, I watched the Family Hustle show, so I've seen it a few times. And he was doing a lot of weird things when he was on the show. Like, he would just be dipping out and not telling her goodbye and all type of stuff. So people was already like, ah, there's some cheatation going on over there. 
Um, so come to find out, John Gray and his wife are their marriage mentors. Who? How is John Gray mentoring somebody when he out here laying it low and spreading it wide, as Evelyn back, uh, Evelyn Braxton would say? What, what I will say is that happens all the time. I'm like, what kind of example is he when he doing? It's just if I had known that those, I could have told uh, what's the name? Your marriage not. It's not gonna work out because. Um, this guy is counseling y'all. These this couple is counseling y'all, and they dysfunctional as all get out because he just out here cheating, she out here making excuses, and your man doing the same thing. So it's just it's just a vicious cycle. That's why you can't be letting everybody speak over your marriage and counsel over your marriage because some people just got toxic, poisonous, detrimental energy around they stuff, and they'll bring it right on by you Word. if you're not paying attention. So, I mean, I wish both them ladies the best. I hope they will just leave those trifling no good men and go do something with their life because they don't have to do this. Um, up next. So last week we talked about the verses and the rumor that it was Mariah and Mary J. Blige. And I was very underwhelmed. However, they finally revealed that the next verses will be Brandy versus Monica. It's happening on August 31st, which is a Monday. Um, so I'm going to just say this and go. Brandy wins end of discussion any of you that are trying to argue with me about how monica is the better singer or has more hits is crazy and needs to be committed to a mental institution brandy wins the verses end of discussion i'm just here to see them maybe sing the boy is mine um together and um you know just just kick it but i if you think that monica is winning this versus you are smoking the crack brandy got a sides and b sides and she's the better singer Brandy wins the verses. End of discussion. Thank you and good day. That's all I have. Any anything for me? Nope, that's it. That's it. Okay, great. I just I just want to put it out there publicly. Um, I don't. I can't even think of twenty Monica songs. So I don't even know what y'all talking about. Uh, Monica winning the verses. Crack is whack, y'all. It's whack. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of music related things, so some new music has come out in the last couple of weeks. So Nas put out an album. King's Disease. Um, he put it out uh, this past Friday. Fantastic album. It's really Fantastic good. It's really album. good. Like when you look at the track listing, you're gonna be like, huh? Because yeah. some of the features don't make a lick of sense. Like, but it works. But it works. Like when you hear it, you're like, all right, bet, got it. Like I love the album. I'm like, I could listen to this again and again. Like this is yeah. great. I mean, Nas yeah. is giving him, giving us his best black empowerment, um, belly character realness. But that's what Nas does. We know the vibes. Nas is always going to talk to us about supreme mathematics and going back to Africa and, you know, kings and queens and all that. Like, he's, you you know what Nas is giving you, and he yeah. gives us that on the album. I like it a lot. Nas and Hip Boy, good pairing. Yes, it's a great pairing. Because whatever that seven-track album was that Nas put out that we'll pretend never happened, oh, that wasn't it. It was like, Nas, you're like, a legend you don't have to give us garbage like this you yeah. can you can so i'm glad he we, redeemed himself we don't, we don't talk about the album we don't talk about it it's the album that no one talks about um he don't talk about it that's a real gag so yes kudos uh to Nas. it's called king's disease get it on your favorite stri- uh, streaming device um molly music also put out an album the book of molly and um if you know me and mark you know that we are like huge molly music fans and we're always excited when we see him featured on a song or anywhere so he finally gave us a body of work and i like it yeah i like it a lot i don't think anything is going to be better than molly is to me but i love him as a musician and also if you want to kind of go check out his um 
he does an interview with um, this guy on YouTube named Terrell Grice. And this guy, he does like song association with a lot of the black artists. And so he had Molly Music on his channel um, a week or two ago. And it's just phenomenal to watch like how great of an artist Molly Music is. So check out the YouTube video and check out the album. It'll bless you. Um, another album that I have yet to check out, but I'm very excited about is PJ Morton's album. He put out a gospel album. Um, and for those of you who don't know who PJ Morton is, PJ Morton is the song, is the son, I'm sorry, of Bishop Paul S. Morton, who's like a big preacher and gospel artist um, out there in the streets. And um, PJ Morton also, he, in addition to being an independent artist, he plays for Maroon 5. So he's been out and about in these music streets. And he put out a gospel album that title won't let me have. Um, so I'm going to have to go buy it from some other source because title said I can't have it. Um, but it's called Gospel According to PJ. And it's basically like the track listing is all of the gospel greats. It's Kim Burrell is a featured artist. Jay Moss is a featured artist. Kirk Franklin, The Commission, uh, Daryl from um, The Walls Group, Leandria Johnson, Mary Mary, The Clark Sisters, Smokey Norfolk. His dad is on a couple. Tasha Cobbs and Brian Courtney Wilson are on. And y Yolanda Adams is also on. I don't know. Title won't let me be great, but I'm gonna have to get it from someplace else because I want to hear this album. I am ready to get my life. So um, that's another one. Yeah, I think y'all should check out, too. Um, the other thing I wanted to I got very excited about and I wanted to mention um, for those of you who grew up in New York City or I guess any city in the late 90s, early 2000s. You know the book, The Coldest Winter Ever. Every girl I know my age read it in high school at some point. I remember checking it out of the library and it was in sketchy shape at best because I guess it had been borrowed by so many people and everybody was talking about it. So The Coldest Winter Ever, people have been asking for a sequel for forever and ever and it's been teased forever and ever, but it's finally coming out next March, March 2021. And it's called Life After Death. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, I feel like that's just a, a, a reminiscing to um, my young days when I was, you know, just trying to figure out life out here in these streets. So uh, the book is coming out, like I said, next March. And I will be ready to receive it whenever it, whenever it comes out. Because I thought Sister Soldier had just said, I'm over it. I'm not. I'm not doing this no more. I'm done. I'm not writing no more books. That's it. So um, I'm very excited about this book coming out. I can't wait to see it and read it when it comes out. Um, yeah, that was it. That was all I had for my random my random topics. Uh, you have anything else that you want to add, bring up, talk about? Any Anything on the agenda? Um, real quick, I'm going to talk, talk about one of the artists that we have. On our My Love is Fearless section. Word. So is this your, your business highlights? Is that what we call it? Um, I, I guess I guess we'll, we'll do a business highlight. Yes. Okay. We'll call it that. Okay. As soon as your phone cooperates with you and lets you be great. Yes. And as soon as it cooperates and stops loading badly, we get right into it. So rude. So nasty. So rude. Not nasty. <laughs> no that came from uh uh who said that so nasty so rude um nene leaks on real housewives of atlanta like a couple seasons back i don't remember what it was in response to but 
I like it. I like it. Yeah. <sighs> um. It might not be. Yeah, it might not be a. It might not be a go, because they don't want you to be great. Yeah, I think because we we are we are one. We are close to two hours anyway, so. Yeah. And we're probably gonna move on because oh okay, great. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll just. <laughs> it's um, the person we have is our good friend Miss Nichelle Taylor. Yes. Soprano writer, yes. publicist, sole source, communications, communications LLC. LLC. Big sis. Um, the um, slogan for Soul Source is seeking opportunities to uplift lives through media and music. Founded in 2004, Soul Source Communications LLC is a metro New York-based consulting firm that provides targeted media relations, public relations, writing, and editing services for charitable organizations, corporations, government agencies, and individuals in the arts, entertainment, and public life. Specificity. Um... Founder, Michelle Taylor, who has worked successfully in media for more than 30 years, yes, is sir. the founder and consultant team member and team leader of Soul Source Communications. Before launching Soul Source in 2004, Ms. Taylor, for four years, was a national manager of media relations at the New York City-based Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation mm-hmm. International, the world's largest charitable provider for funds and for advocates of diabetes research. As part of it, the award-winning public affairs team recognized by the Public Relations Society of America and the International Association of Business Communications, Ms. Taylor co-developed, oversaw, and executed a wide array of media outreach initiatives designed to increase awareness worldwide about type 1 diabetes and pass towards a, a cure. Um, I don't want to go too much because her bio is extensive, but yes, she has she all is the qualities. She is beastie and amazing and, and accomplished. A, she is a phenomenal singer. Yes, ma'am. Um, if you want more information about her, you can find her on the platforms. You can find her on Instagram at Nichelle Teller, N I C H E L L T A Y L O R R. L O R R? L O R. Okay. Um,. For Facebook, it's Nichelle Singer-Writer, N-I-C-H-E-L-L, Singer-Writer. Instagram, Nichelle underscore Singer-Writer. And Twitter, Nichelle Soprano. Yes. That's my big sister. She's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Awesome. Um, We're going to get out of here. Uh, yeah, we at 154, so we just about to pack this thing up, take it home. Um, God bless you. God uh, bless you. God keep you. We'll we'll see you at the conference. <laughs> the conference. <laughs> That's what Kev on stage always says. I'm like, what conference? What conference? Where? Well, they, they have a conference now. But at the time he was saying it, they didn't yeah. have nothing. But you but know, they, they got one now. Okay. But yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining us. Um, we appreciate y'all. And until next time, we we'll bid, bid you, you adieu. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, it's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. this out.